0: If you have a home but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com/host. Since 2013, Bombus has donated over 100 million socks, underwear and t-shirts to those facing homelessness. Alpine? Hear me out on this one. It's becoming quite clear that the door for 2024 has been closed off for the likes of Mick Schumacher, Toto Wolff failing with his efforts about selling his best boy, which I talk about in this video here. I still think that all of the rumors and the attempts to try and get Mick Schumacher in at Williams are going to pretty much fall flat on their face. Not because I think that Felipe Drogovic will take up that seat, neither do I think that his sponsorship money will actually sway Williams into actually bringing his services in to maintain P7 for 2024. I reckon all of that is down to the fact that Williams seem to be quite coy about what data they have regarding Logan Sargent's performance. As many people in the comments have said, you really should be looking at the peaks of rookies and what they can actually achieve at their highest before you can then look at averages because, well, they don't really have that many races to make a meaningful average with. You can watch this video here about why I think Logan Sargent deserves a second season, but I feel like Williams aren't particularly bothered at picking a brand new driver because the car they have right now is pretty on the edge, and they do rely on luck quite a lot of the time at the moment. So I don't think it's going to be until 2025 when Pat Fry, the new technical director coming in, in November, will actually be able to make his first full car, the FW47. Then we'll actually start to gauge all of the things that James Vowles has put in place, and whether or not it's actually yielded some good benefits, and Williams can move forward up the grid. But let's get back to Mick for the moment. Perhaps right after you pick the pinned comment of the prototype Law V S merch store. So despite all of the backing that Mick Schumacher has with the likes of Mercedes, Toto Wolff, and even his long-term mentor Sebastian Vettel saying that he deserves another chance at Formula One, the opportunities have really not presented themselves at the moment, mainly for the fact that it's really limited the spaces that people actually have, and this season has not really yielded that much of a silly one. Not to mention all of the stuff that we got at Haas for two years with Mick Schumacher. I mean, I really don't count his first season, because that Haas was absolutely terrible and not really worth anyone's time. And the second year, Haas was doing the same thing as usual as starting off really strong, and then fading away. So when you got to the end of the season, when Mick could actually get some experience and try and right the wrongs of all the accidents at the beginning of the season, he didn't really have the car to get any points, really. Magnussen had that same issue apart from his really lucky pole at Brazil. What became clear to all of us is that Haas is definitely not a place to put in a rookie or sophomore driver. You need hardened veterans that really don't care what people think and can actually take all of the criticism. That's why I think Hulkenberg and Magnussen really fit well there. Even Mix finally opened up about his time there about a month ago or so, saying that he finally understood what he was lacking after spending time with Mercedes, who did support him. Saying that Haas shouldn't really expect drivers to perform at the best if they don't support them in the right way. And of course, even Steiner has admitted that maybe he was a little bit too harsh regarding Mick's misfortunes and accidents and stuff like that. But I'm sorry, mate. The damage has been done. The reputation that you dragged through the dirt has meant that Mick Schumacher really doesn't stand a chance in Formula One. He's also been dropped by the Ferrari Driver Academy, and now currently he's at Toto Wolff's side and may be looking at the real prospect of him rotting on the sidelines... Kind of like what happened with Esteban Gutiérrez, after three years of just standing by Toto Wolff's side, realised that he no longer had a workable and viable super licence because he hadn't taken part in at least 300 kilometres of official F1 testing in some degree, and therefore he couldn't actually sub in, and Nico Hülkenberg in 2020 became the super sub for Racing Point. It was meant to be Gutiérrez, but then Nico had to come in because Esteban didn't have a licence. But I feel like something else might come up for Mick, something that nobody really expected until now. After the rumours surrounding Williams faded away, supposedly from James Vowles rejecting the telemetry data that he'd received from Mercedes and Toto, implying that Mick would be a good fit for the team, because we all know that James Vowles likes his data, hence why Logan's opportunities and prospects are still open for discussion. Nobody was quite sure where Mick Schumacher, if he did get back into Formula One, would end up at. Would he go to Mercedes when one of the other drivers would go? Would he go to this Audi project because he's a German driver and this might be good PR? Or maybe he might end up at McLaren if Lando Norris skips town and goes to Red Bull, which I really don't think will happen, which would be a really bizarre happening seeing a Schumacher and a McLaren. Everyone was just confused. That is until Alpine showed up with a sudden and bizarre proposal, which actually, when you look at it, isn't so bizarre. Whack Mick and their World Endurance team! Wait, I thought that was just a rumour. Well, it kind of started off as a rumour, but it was mainly Austrian and German media getting ahead of themselves and reporting the news before Mick and Alpine were ready to comment on it, so Mick had to temper everything down before then it actually came out officially. Now, it is official. Mick Schumacher has completed his stint in testing for Alpine's World Endurance Championship with their LMDH car, the A424. Well, what's LMDH? It's not the hypercar, the one that you saw Ferrari win the mom with. It's actually the step below, because it's kind of weird. It's like LMH cars, the Ferrari ones, it's all bespoke. The manufacturers can make every single bit themselves, whereas LMDH cars, you have to take bits from off the shelves from different manufacturers, hence why Alpine is working with Oreca for their particular entry. Wait, is that it? Mick Schumacher taking part in World Endurance? Well, why should I care? What's this got to do with Formula One? I am getting to my theory. And Mick Schumacher isn't holding out for just one seat. There are going to be two Alpine teams for the 2024 season with six drivers. So there are six opportunities for Mick Schumacher to impress. And what makes me think he'll actually get this seat is that it's mainly been down to Renault approaching Mick and Toto rather than the other way around, so they're not having to impress Renault, Renault have come to them. What makes this all the more potent and relevant is that Michael Schumacher dabbled in sports cars right before he joined Jordan in 1991. He drove for the Salba team. And there's that connection with another Formula One stalwart as well, which is why the Audi rumors about Mick Schumacher are kind of valid as well. Experience with Michael Schumacher. But the point was is that Michael Schumacher was really good in sports cars as well after german formula 3 and he actually with his team got two wins and fifth place at le mans well it could have been more had the c291 engine actually been more reliable it kept clunking out a lot alpine's decision hasn't been made yet he's only just done the test and they really don't have to figure things out until march which is when the season for wec actually starts will he actually get the seat It seems quite likely, but there are a few more drivers to test out and see whether or not he cuts the mustard. So how does F1 come into this? Well, think about it. Alpine is a big organization with a Formula One team. If Mick Schumacher can impress under their watch, what kind of opportunities could actually befall him? Well, a lot, because Alpine in Formula One is in a massive crisis right now. The senior staff is going through a big change. Old faces are being dropped. The English and French divisions are fighting amongst themselves. Random investors are being collected like they're trading cards. Seriously, I have no idea who most of these people are and why they're even interested in Formula One, other than it just being a topic for the dinner table. Not to mention for the fact they have two drivers who really don't get along, no matter how many times they try and convince people otherwise on social media with all of the cute little videos that they do. They don't like each other. Come on, let's be real you got Esteban Ocon, the guy who looks so lovely off track, and you think he wouldn't hurt a fly, but when you get him in a car, he'll metamorphose into a battering ram. And then there's Pierre Gasly, who just got out of a long-term relationship, which was good, but not really going anywhere, but now he's found himself in a really absent and toxic relationship instead. Both of them have contracts for 2024, but after that, it's not quite certain. I think the consensus is, is that by the end of next year, one of them will go, or maybe even both. I don't think they will be able to stomach a third season together. There is going to be friction and it's only going to get worse. Next year, three quarters of the grid nearly will have contracts expiring, which means that people will be retiring, going somewhere else. It could all change. Next year's silly season is going to be the silliest in quite a while. This year's was absolutely dull. So this is where Mick Schumacher comes in. Should Gasly or Ocon decide enough is enough and move to another team or quit F1 altogether maybe even both, Toto Wolff could sense an opportunity to orchestrate a parachute deal for his boy into the vacated seat of Alpine, like he did with Ocon, for 2020. There is some kind of connection which many people haven't really noticed, but actually could be really, really poetic. If Mick Schumacher performs well with Alpine during the WEC season, this could catapult him into consideration for a Formula One seat with the Alpine team, where this Enstone-based team are looking to either refocus their French connection or become something else altogether. Enstone. Schumacher. Eneton. From Michael's second race through to the end of 1995, Enston was his base. The bods there gave Michael the car to take into his first two titles and a stable place in F1 for him to establish himself as the future archetype of an F1 driver, whilst also at the same time coming up with the inhospitable situation of building a team around him and practically icing out the second driver, which uh, even the likes of Nelson Piquet had to suffer through, Martin Brundle as well, and even Jos Verstappen. Maybe that's why the Verstappens are so controlling with Red Bull. He actually had personal experience after dealing with that with Michael. Now, I'm not saying that Mick Schumacher would do the same thing as his dad, build a team around him and ice out any potential teammate. But one thing that Alpine really needs right now is some sense of stability and harmony. Right now, they don't have any of that. They are floundering. They have a car which is getting slower and slower. They have drivers that could go for each other's throats at any time. It's just a matter of when rather than if. And... A higher up management system which is seemingly only temporary and is slowly trying to get to grips with all the turmoil they've had over the last few years. There is going to be a long time to rebuild themselves and maybe Mick Schumacher could be the cure. He is a very affable person. He's very sweet. He's very hardworking. As we saw for the Spanish Grand Prix, his efforts in the simulator guiding Mercedes to a double podium... We actually are seeing more and more that Mick Schumacher is an incredibly useful driver, whilst also not being fractious or grating or someone that can actually cause arguments. Throughout the entire time at Haas, Mick just played along. He was trying the best he could to work with the team, but the team didn't really want to work with him. This all culminating at the end of the Abu Dhabi Grand Prix, him doing donuts just for fun and then telling him not to. And he's like, "Okay, love you too then. That was so sad. Here, though, they might actually find someone who they could rally behind and think, oh, thank God, someone who isn't toxic or mean or aggressive. We need some kind of just calm baseline. But when he's on track, he could possibly become a beast when the car is actually working with him, like we saw in Austria 2022. Did you see all of those interviews? The angry Mick Schumacher? That was incredible. Not to mention for the fact that Renault would like a Schumacher back under their belt because... Michael Schumacher drove them to their 1995 title. Team Enston got their two stars from Michael, so it stands to reason, well, it is his boy in. So I reckon if Mick Schumacher does a really good job for the Alpine team in LMDH for the WEC season, and maybe even see Le Mans next year, I think this could be a reason for the Formula One team to go like, hmm, that mid guy is really good. He's looking to get back into Formula One. One of these drivers that we've got is clearly not liking it here maybe we might have an insurance policy here. Let's just hope they get their contracts in order because we all know that Alpine is sucking with contracts at the moment. So let's just hope that Toto helps them out and drafts a contract for them and that Alpine, all they have to do is just basically just go, we agree, you do the rest. Seriously, they lost out on Piastri and Alonso. I'll never forgive them for that. This could be the chance that I really never thought possible. I only just thought about it a few days ago and now I think it's absolutely inspired. Forget. Audi, Williams, or even Mercedes themselves. Just stick Mick in the Alpine team and I think he'll work wonders. That's the team when Michael Schumacher's career really took off. Maybe the same thing will happen with this boy. Thanks for listening to my ladder ramblings. If you liked what you heard, do be sure to leave a five-star rating on your podcasting platform of choice. I really do appreciate it. And until the next time I traverse the ladder, I hope you have a pleasant day. Goodbye.